Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Growth Mind State. Hi. I'm Anthony Thompson. <laughs> Marble Catrona. How's everybody today? And we're here today. Yes. Welcome, everybody. We'll, uh, we're opening up your minds and educate yourselves about the relevant events of this week. That kind of thing. That's what we're doing. So it's just us today. Um, I wouldn't even call this a slow show. This is kind of uh, we're going to pan out some beliefs about how we feel about Biden in a minute, to be honest. Um, then we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about uh, Chinese. China is suspected of mobile spying and lithium, bat lithium batteries. It's not just lithium batteries, but it's really the lithium itself, which is in everything from your phone cases to your, it's believe me, it's in everything at, these, at this point. Um, and then at the end, we're gonna end, we're talking about Mayan Barrel, who was released from prison. How you feeling, man? Uh, good, you know, the snowstorm's kind of crazy, but I'm not looking forward to shoveling snow, but I'll be all right. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, and I'm all right. Um, not so much concerned about the snow, except as long, you know, if it, if it, if it really does mount up to like, I think it's a four inches, right? I don't know. They were talking about in some areas up to a foot. So I don't know. It's going to go okay. in from now all the way into tomorrow. So who knows? And it's yeah. going to be um, below freezing. So, you know, a lot of that's going to stick. Just hope it doesn't get like uh, too heavy or whatever it is. Sometimes when it starts melting, it gets really slushy and heavy, but. It doesn't seem like that's what's going to happen. So hopefully it'll be nice and light and easy to move. We'll see. <laughs> I'll let you know how my back feels yeah, next I'll... time. <laughs> exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to even go out myself because one thing about having uh, is you end up having to actually shovel your own front. Like yeah. it even doesn't matter if it's not your apartment, really. Yeah, yeah. If you don't do it, it's going to just turn into ice. So you just yeah. got to do it every time. Yeah. I've fallen downstairs before. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> and I, we have a house, so I have to do the outside, and then I have to go around to the back through that. We have the backyard area that we have to walk through, so it's like, yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> the things we got to do is rough, but we'll be all right. You know, got a couple people yeah. in the house. You know, got my boy. Will, got my will boy the U.S. It. be all right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Let's transition to if the U.S. is going to be all right. And honestly, I know that I'm being super critical off the bat. Um, but this is the exact choices that I kind of saw would happen for Biden's cabinet. So Biden's cabinet choices seem to be Pete Buttigieg for Transportation Secretary, Jennifer Granholm to run the Energy Department, Gina McCarthy for the Domestic uh, Climate Czar, which is great. Uh, Ali Zidi for Deputy White House Climate Coordinator, and Michael Reagan, which is likely the, to be the EPA Administrator. So it's also important that this is all like they're rolling this out at a specific time where they want all of them to be climate-related uh, people or energy or climate-related people. So I, I want to be more critical. Yes, I do not want Pete Buttigieg anywhere near my executive office, but that's a personal opinion, not a factual I opinion. I personally don't like him too much. I think he's pretty phony. I think he's like, um, he caters to whatever, you know, was popular at that moment. Like he was really cool with Bernie Sanders in the beginning. And then all of a sudden he was, you know, like during the, the primaries, he, you know, kind of flaked on him. So I, I, I don't really like his personality. I, I don't think that he's the worst of the worst, but it's just something about him makes me feel like he's a little on the fake side, you know, but. It is what it is, you know. I'm just happy. I mean, that... at least it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no, I was just gonna say at least it's not the quid pro quo. It seemed to be like it seemed like when he dropped out, whoever talked to him, a lot of people suspect Obama spoke to him. Um, it seemed like there might have been some quid pro quo that he would get a better role. But transportation transportation secretary is kind of a middle of the road appointment, which is it's weird because he's not necessarily qualified for it. But he has an interest in those things. So I can't knock that. He was a mayor in a local town. And he uh, I'll read a, a little bit later. But he did at least pay attention to transportation. So I kind of get this as like, all right, you did me a favor. You got out of the way. But it's not, you know, I'm not going to give you some crazy. You're still young. You're still a baby in this administration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I I respect a lot of things that, you know, he he symbolizes as a politician. But, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, there's just too many fake ones out there. And, like, I just, he's lumped in that same category in my mind. And. I don't know. I, I I'm just happy there's Democrats now going to be running the show at the end of the day, versus Republicans at the end of the day. So uh, I'll live with it for now. You know, it might be corporate Democrats, but it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I think it's good to uh, put in this quote that Biden put in, just to get an idea of where they're coming from. Um, and I think this is a return to normalcy in their viewpoint, which is returning to an Obama era type of administration so i understand where they're coming from at least um but just to say what biden quoted uh quoted as a saying in the uh i believe it's an ap article i'm nominating him for secretary of transportation because this position stands as the nexus of many of the interlocking challenges and opportunities ahead for us jobs infrastructure equity and climate all, all come together at the dot the site of some of the most ambitious ambitious plans to build back better so he's basically using him as the front man for any kind of uh, infrastructure plan that he has for the country, which isn't a bad look. He's also, it is very important that he will be the first openly gay or LGBTQ individual in the cabinet that we know. So that's, that's it's an amazing thing. And I, and this is the same thing with Harris, right? You know, first, her just being the first black. Yeah. yeah being yeah. the first black Mm-hmm. That matters. I, I hate to say it. Um, I I think that policy will matter over any of those factors, but it is important that it happens. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great thing. You know what I mean? Seeing um, these big changes, you know, politically, like um, you know, race related, you know, sexuality related uh, things being more allowed uh, in, in the public eye. Like, I mean, I'm not public eye, but you know what I mean. Like in um, the cabinet and everything else it's a it's a historic that's the word i was looking for it's like a historic thing yeah it's not talked about enough yeah. but it is historic you know um and then i'm going to throw in the 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 one wet blanket into all of this so this is a mixed message kind of article that i found because i think they there's a little bit of elitism that's related to this but shortly after being elected mayor in 2012, he set up the he set up transforming the South Bend's downtown area, which South Bend is where he was the mayor of um, downtown through an initiative named Smart Streets, aimed at reducing traffic, adding bike lanes, and making certain areas more pedestrian friendly. After years of political resistance, the investment in infrastructure ignited a revival of the downtown area. Now, a lot of people would call that gentrification, 
Wow, that's loud out there. I don't know if you can hear that. A little bit. Not much. It's it's okay. It's something cleaning the streets. That's what it is. Mm. They're putting down they're putting down salt right outside. That's why. Mm. Um sorry about that. I was just everybody was like I was like, is there a plane flying right over my head? Yeah, I barely heard it, and to be honest, I I don't think anybody really heard too much about it. But it's good. We're good. So um, do, you, do you have any other thoughts about Pete Buttigieg before we move, we move on to some of the other candidates? Um, not much. You know, like, time will tell basically how he uh, does his job. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know he's had, like, issues, you know, in the past, you know, politically that people didn't really like some of the stuff that he did. You know, I, what was it? There was a, there was a case uh, related to him, right? What, what was that? Um, yes, there was a, the, the, let me actually get to it in the article because they actually said it pretty well. Um, it's a criticism of him in South Bend as, and this is one of the things where it's like, he might not be qualified in a way because his infrastructure is great, but it has nothing to do with, he falls out as a, for black people, like as an African-American, he, he did very poorly in the South Carolina primaries because of a case i'm sorry i'm just trying to roll to the case because i would like to say it properly yeah i didn't want to like talk i knew about the case but i don't remember all the specifics so i didn't want to talk about it but i I remember uh hearing a bunch of stuff during the primaries about it and you know go ahead (laughs) just look making sure that i get all the right stories i think there was something wasn't it like uh you know it's so interesting today yeah, yeah, there was a there was a killing of someone, and he basically said it. She ran across the street, and he basically said that it was the fault of her for bolting across the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a odd story, and also he has issues just with the South Bend police and allowing for um, we would call it a murder, but at least a homicide of some sort occurred. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of said the he police was, pretty I, much are getting it. I think he said something about he was going to look into it and never did or something like that. I heard some story about, yes, exactly. you know, yeah, so, yeah, that's crazy. But, you know, everything's crazy, right? That's one of my favorite words I'm starting to notice. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, Buttigieg's yeah, like, I mean, they call it a policing Yeah, Sorry? and they called it a police crisis. Like, a lot of the, the way that they talk about this is that he just basically didn't respond very well to South Bend's crisis with the police so that is a a great critique of him i think that that's valid i think that he literally was put in a role where it didn't matter they made sure to put him in a space that that would only come up as a tangential problem um i just hope that he i hope that there's an actual infrastructure plan i think that's more relevant right you think he's gonna run against uh harris when um because they say this, that Biden might be just a four four year term or whatever. Oh, he's um, definitely to... not going to run twice. I'm sorry. Like I don't know. You he sound like you're... He's definitely... sound like you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's. Let me see if it's something with the settings over here. I don't want to. Uh, let me see. No problem. Oh. Just let me know. Um, let me see. Do you have an like? I don't. I don't mean to like stop what we're talking. But do you have like a any processing going on your vo- voice? Because I don't have any on mine, my end. It just no, like not it, not right now. I don't. That's weird. It just seems like it drops out a little. Uh, it, let me see what happens down the line. I'm sorry about that, but um, it's what was okay. I gonna say? Um, so yeah, like um, you know, 
it, it says a lot about a person when they don't, you know, look into things like that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully he's not flaky when it comes to his position now. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I don't know if, like you said, it's it's probably like kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say a minor position, but it's one of those that's not going to be like looked upon, but so much, you know what I mean? So like the attention won't be on him. I don't think that often. So. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens. He's just going to gain some clout from it. That's all that's going to happen. He's just going to gain some a little bit of clout from all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you said you don't think he's going to go up against Harris or no? I, see, that's what I uh, I was contemplating it. I was, I'm saying that I know for a fact that Biden will not run again. So I, I it's possible, but it wouldn't be the most prudent move as of now. If you ask me in a year and and the Harris Biden, they haven't been able to do anything. And for some reason, he's going to leave in a year or something like that. Then definitely then he'll definitely run against Harris. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So just to to name the other people who were uh, at least are being put up for the roles. Some of them, if you're a secretary, for instance, you have to be confirmed by the Senate. And if it's just an advisor or a czar, it can be an executive uh, choice. So Jennifer Granholm, the former Michigan governor, is going to be up for the energy secretary. Mm -hmm. Uh, She served two two terms as Michigan's governor and defeated the husband of U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos to win her second term. In November, she penned an op-ed for the Detroit News coming for the Michigan's auto industry to invest in low-carbon economies. So I love how they say low carbon economies. They're basically saying we need to do our entire recovery with new materials and that we need to go with. Basically, she did a TED talk too, talking about alternate energy futures. Mm -hmm. So she's economically at least focused on alternate alternative energies. So that's a positive. Um, You can say it didn't work before. But at least she's that's her attempt to get all alternative energies. Um, also, Jenna McCarthy uh, is going to be the former, who is the former EPA chief uh, as the White House climate coordinator. That's an executive position, so she doesn't have to be confirmed. Um, this is actually a great one. Jenna uh, McCarthy is probably the best choice that we've gotten so far. Um, maybe you wouldn't call her progressive, but she's at least a left greeny kind of person. Um, she was the former Environmental Protection Agency chief, um, and she's basically going to be with John Kerry doing these kind of envoys to get climate change problems talked about again. Well, I mean, we kind of lost that, right? How do you feel about Kerry, though? Like, that's, a, that's somebody to actually, um, another person to, like, consider. Like, because, you know, a lot of people feel like he's kind of, like, out of touch a little bit with things. I don't know. I've heard stories of people telling me, because of the amount of money that he's worth and everything else that he might not be necessarily the best person for the job but you know that's criticizing somebody because of their pockets i don't want to always do that with people but you know to some degree with some people that does affect things you know when you have like what his wife is the heinz uh one of of the owners of heinz or something like that yeah she's an heir of the heinz company the heir yeah 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 So how do you feel uh, about uh, Kerry? Like, and, you know, do you think that he's going to do his job well? Or, or you know, how do you feel so about he has inter- So he has some international clout. Like, so internationally, they, they respect him enough that I think it could be helpful. Um, 
internationally, we need to just get back on the stage and say that we care about these problems. Um, we weren't paying attention to that at all for the last eight years. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know I added in an extra four years, but I think that it's actually one of the problems with the Obama administration is that they did, they entered an accord, for instance, with the Paris Accord, and then said it was non-binding. Like we need to be into a position where we're saying we're having binding agreements about climate change and about oil usage and about natural gas, and we're not at a point where we're talking about it in that fashion. We're still saying. What half measure can we put in? Um, I believe at least McCarthy believes in going full on and changing the way that we deal with energy and manufacturing. So, yay! One one positive one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the stuff seems like that that um Biden's doing seems a little I wouldn't say progressive, but a little progressive more than what I would have expected from him. But um, we'll see. You know, time will tell. You know, like they're, they're, some of these people are put in positions where they're not going to be able to do but so much if Biden doesn't, you know, allow it to happen. So let's see what happens. I guess, you know, time will tell. And we'll be back here in like a year from now talking about how good or bad, like somebody's doing their job or whatever. But, you know, like I said, I, I, anything's better than Trump. You know, anything's better than Trump and his, his cabinet right now, right? Like his cabinet... It's controversy. Like he's fired, like uh, he fired Barr, supposedly I heard, and then like, or got rid of Barr. And now he fired somebody else right afterwards that, that were, was there to replace Barr. Like they, they're losing their mind, man. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. an interesting story. If, um, if you know it a little bit more about that, that is, uh, I didn't get the chance to research that one, but I knew that she just like fired the AG that's supposed to come in right after him. And for no reason, come on, it's a month. Like at this point, give it up. <laughs> yep, he's flipping on all. He's flipping on anybody that said anything uh, against his whole election fraud uh, thing, the the debacle or whatever he's starting or whatever. Any if you're against him, you know he hates you. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's, it's it's entertaining to watch. I just hope he gets out of office soon, man. I I hope it doesn't, you know, go into January and other have other problems in January because. I'm done with it already. You know, I, I want Biden in already and this to be behind us as much as possible. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I mean, this, um, is, the lo- this is the long road because the last the, the last one that was up this week, at least, was Tom Vilsack for the her, his former agriculture secretary job for the USDA. So yeah. as an agriculture secretary, you end up doing a lot of the. Okay, I need to just read this one because this is a this is a long one for Tim Vilsack. He's a complicated figure. According to uh, the people familiar with the discussion, uh, turning to uh, longtime allies over several uh, more diverse candidates who have been jockeying for the role. Um, other people could have been up for this position, but instead they've decided to go with a much safer choice, a, a choice that, you know, it's an Obama administration person. So you kind of have an idea of where he's going to be. Vilsack, uh, when when spoken to, uh, spoken to, commented at the Biden rally that he was nominating uh, Vilsack for the position by pledging to immediately tackle racial issues with the, within the USDA to continue continue the important work of rooting out inequities and systemic racism in the system that we govern and programs that we lead. So there are issues with black farmers, for instance, that were been shut out. There have been issues of 
just pay to migrant workers, et cetera. So I believe that after years of his issues in the past, they're trying to focus on that and trying to focus that he can be a better person. Um, there was great commentary that farmers find themselves in the situation in large part due to failures of processors to adapt to the changing uh, consumer habits um, that the coronavirus pandemic created. The USDA's response was uh, to launch Farmers to Families Food Box program. I don't know what just happened. Sorry. So I'm going to just repeat that real quick. No, it's all right. I'm just going to repeat that. So farmers find themselves in the situation in large parts due to the failure of processors to adapt to the changing consumer habits uh, to to the coronavirus predicted. Um, So the USDA's response was to launch Farmers to Families Food Box. So basically, they're saying that this is a just a Band-Aid over the situation until we have a way to go back into the fields. But it's it's a middle plan. I don't know. Like, this is not this is not going to help us over the next four years. It's only going to help us through this next year. No. So it's a decent candidate. It's it's at least somebody that we kind of know. It's a devil that we know. Yeah, it's typical, right? Like, he's just basically bringing back all the uh, Obama-type politicians. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, though. You know, at least they're competent, right? You know, at the end of the day, like, I'd rather have somebody competent, maybe not with the best uh, intentions, but at least they're competent at what they do, you know? Uh, I think uh, with Trump, there was a lot of people that, you know, he just pulled out for his um, shenanigans, you know, like, brought in so that he could manipulate the system and that they'll just basically uh listen to what he has to say i mean i guess this would happen also with biden these people would listen to biden as well but at least their input would actually have some make sense you know what i mean you know hopefully benefit us better than uh the obama stuff but yeah i don't know i don't know like this is all new to me some of these people that i'm hearing about um but i don't know like fudge and I, I I just honestly I believe that he's going with a middle of the ground, but good. I mean, he has not invested in old white people. He's basically invested in a lot of the neoliberal and liberal um, women and and people minority candidates, which is kind of a good thing. I'm just gonna take that as a positive as is because at least it's not only bankers and that was my major concern is that well we'll see with Rahm Emanuel if Rahm Emanuel gets picked then I'm gonna have an issue um (laughs) that's that's when I really will chop the bar which I believe will be next Tuesday they seem to be dropping it every Tuesday yeah um I'm not a big fan of Rahm either (laughs) I don't don't understand like you would think that you would want as little controversy as possible to make everybody happy you know, he's not going to be able to do much if we don't get the Senate. So he's got to do whatever else he can, as perfect as he can. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough road for Biden, I think, uh, regarding all that stuff. But what are we going to do, right? A lot of this is wait and see what happens, right? Like, we're, we're transitioning out of, um, you know, what Trump was like, which was like an everyday you know, chaotic, like mess every day, you know, something new, you look at the news, oh, he said this, did that, or he fired this person or whatever. At least now there'll be some stability and then we can actually focus on some of the stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that now, you know, infighting within the 
the Republican Party and there's some controversies now with the progressive and uh, the Democratic Party, um, you know, the progressive side and the more uh, center, uh, you know, uh, moderate. Just center uh, left, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it's going to be interesting the next couple of months coming up. Um, a lot of stories to talk about, I think. But, you know, we'll see what happens, man. You know, hopefully it's just not too much of the same old, same old with the policing and everything else. I hope that, you know, they actually start making changes that are going to be beneficial to the public. Uh, there's some talks about the stimulus and stuff that's coming up. Um, so I'm hoping that'll change. They said Bernie's got, um, you know, some people talking about, uh, you know, putting some money into the stimulus but, you know, that's all talk. Talk is cheap, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, they, they've I mean, been talking. What they did is they knocked it down. To, they knocked it down to $500 for this for personal. Uh, the rest of it is just going to go to to business, which is a yeah. little bit scary to me that yeah. the, the next thing they're going to do is just give businesses as much money as possible to keep them alive while not keeping the people alive. No. No. Uh, I, I just know how much that's going to be if we don't get any more than $500, we're going to be in a, we're still going to be in the same trouble one month from now. It's going to be the same thing one month from now. $500 is a joke. I'm sorry. Like that, that's spent in like a couple of days. Like you, if you have a big family, that's food shopping right there. You know what I mean? Like within that, that's like a, you know, maybe a week or two of food. You know what I mean? In some cases, you know, depending upon where you live, if you live in a, a you know, affordable area, that's one thing. But people are, they, they said something, the average um, household that's been suffering, uh, I don't know if they said average, but I know that they said that, that they're, they're going to owe up to like $5,000 with uh, mortgage yes. and all that stuff. So that's crazy. Like, what the hell is $500 going to do for that $5,000? You know what I mean? Well, you still need another 4500 you know? And um, that's crazy. I don't know. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that... that opportunities start reopening now that the um vaccine and other stuff happens and maybe they'll give some like um forbearance or whatever you know something that they could push things down the line for people so that they could start you know paying it off it'd be nice if some of these banks would loan people money interest-free loans or something but you know if it's not government backed, they have no reason to do it right so i don't know that's it. yes end of the day like sorry yeah. <laughs> go homeless <laughs> You know, and then the, the violence and everything's going to go up, you know, with, with, with people struggling. What do they do? They, they said something about the, um, what was it called? The uh, people are now shoplifting more. I, I heard stories about people shoplifting for food. Yeah, there's a higher shoplifting rate for baby food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is very specific that it's, I mean, it makes sense to me, but the, for other people, it will not make sense that they have gone after items for your kids. Stuff like that, things that, that you can shoplift. Um, yeah. I just hope product Biden, of the scenario. I'll, yeah, I just yeah, hope Biden. I hope Biden and his administration take all that into account. You know, uh, like I haven't heard anything about them giving uh, Bernie a significant role yet. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything, but I haven't heard anything. So that's kind of like a smack oh, in the face. He's so. better in the Senate. Like they're not gonna. They, I'm not sure you're gonna get another progressive in the Senate right now. So I think, and honestly, that's like giving your competitor uh, a significant role in your office when they will probably disagree with you often. 
No. And I don't see that as a thing that Biden will do. Biden is not a, has no problem with taking in some information from other people, but he doesn't want to be combated the whole time. No. And that'll happen with, with Sanders. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. You're letting the people starve. <laughs> oh, man, it's horrible, man. I wish Bernie won. So you want to... <laughs> yeah, we... I think a lot of people do, but also it it's interesting to me when I read a lot of this Twitter and everything else, there are so many contrary, contrary views about Sanders and the whole socialist. There is really a rift in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. where people are afraid of left, farther left ideas, even though most of them fall into the bracket of being helped by them. Yep. Um, it's funny, even yeah, here, like, I, like we we said, Republicans talking about, oh, we need this, we need that, a lot of socialist like type of things, and I look at it and I'm like, man, the talk is there, and you know that people want this stuff, but you know nobody wants to pay for it. You know the Democrats and the Republicans don't want to pay for it, but you know the progressives know it, um, and all the people in in the public, you know, want it. You can see it by the polls and everything else, which is it's pretty crazy. You know, it's just crazy but whatever yeah it is uh-huh. yeah i mean i talking about this these cabinet picks was more of like a necessity more than it is interesting it's like yeah. that dry it's that unsexy story so yeah. i just wanted to do that first because it's it's hard it's we we're being critical of people that we well some of them you can be critical of because they did the same role before for obama they literally are re, being rehired but their progress now could be higher and we got to give them at least a couple months to try to put some plans out and to see what they actually are about. I'm going to have, I'm going to try to have faith. You know, my mom tells me I should try to have faith, right? (laughs) Know that feeling. Yeah. 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 But you know what breaks our faith? Do you want to hear about espionage? Yes. It's, it's like all breaks over. our faith. Is uh, <laughs> China s- is suspected of spying on Americans via their uh, Caribbean phone networks, which, ugh, woof, this is an interesting story because this actually goes into what can be could happen in the U.S. too. Security experts claim Chinese surveillance may have affected tens of thousands of Americans. He added, "No one in the industry wants to bring this public to know that the severity of the ongoing surveillance attacks. I want the public to know about it." Which was uh, Miller, who is I'll talk about a little bit more in a second. Mm-hmm. China appears to have used mobile phone networks in the Caribbean to surveil U.S. mobile phone subscri- subscribers as part of its espionage campaign against Americans, according to a mobile network security expert, Miller. The alleged attacks appear to be enabling China to target track and intercept phone communications of U.S. phone subscribers, according to research and analysis by Gary Miller. The findings uh, painted an alarming picture of how China has allegedly exploited decades-old vulnerabilities in the global telecommunications networks to route active surveillance attacks through telecoms operators. So the way that they're doing this is that they're using signaling messaging, as which are commands that are sent by telecoms operators across the global network, unbeknownst to a mobile phone's user. So this is happening with your phone. 
pretty much all the time. When you're doing roaming, when you're doing anything like that, they can ping your phone. Basically, they I guess when you watch a show, they call they call it pinging your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea that it can constantly send out information back and forth, and they're saying that they can drop these signalings through batch networks that were in the Caribbean, specifically the Bahamas. Uh, They allow operators to locate mobile phones, connect mobile phone users to one another, and assess roaming charges. But some signaling messages can be used for illegitimate purposes as tracking, monitoring, or intercepting communications. So I know that that's the kind of device that they dropped on um, this snitch that uh, the Kashi 6ix9ine had. So I know for a fact this is the kind of thing that could happen in America when you... It's right now we we should be more interested in the fact that China is doing it, but these are interest like this happens every day. Um, it's that easy to get into your phone. It's that what, easy to get into. Go ahead. No, I'm saying what is the actual benefit? Like they're just trying to get information, like credit card stuff. Like what is what? Is, I don't. I still don't. I don't fully understand like what the benefit. I understand the monitoring aspect, but um, I don't really see like. Like I don't get like how it really would affect the average person in regards to things. Like, are they, are they just trying to like steal your information for you know from you know crooked ways of making money? Like I, I don't fully understand. Like, uh... so that's the one thing that doesn't make any sense, and they haven't they haven't concluded. They they concluded two things. They concluded that most likely it was a batch attack to find as much information as possible about people, but it's not directed towards individuals like it's not looking for specific people and trying to find their information so it's it's espionage trying to just find what our patterns are it could be it's it was interesting because it ran through china unicom um mm-hmm. which is a state-sponsored uh <clears throat> it's a Sorry. state-sponsored telecom operator that's all right so china unicom is a state uh owned telecom operator and it might just be getting our information to you know, legitimately find out where we are, you know, like, are people talking about one topic a lot? You know, it could be stupid, it could be that dumb, or it could be, how can we connect to your phone? And can it work? Can we intercept your phone by just doing this? And then you do a test run. You know, you got to do a large form test run, you can't just like roll out a whole signaling campaign and then get caught by the government. Yeah, maybe it's also like, you know, they talk about, um, people's um uh properties uh intellectual properties maybe they're using it to yes. find out information uh regarding like oh we could make this or do this you know by utilizing this you know what i mean like listening to not necessarily conversations but like things that 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 would be relevant for them to be able to to be able to steal people's intellectual property somehow it's interesting man i just i like the technology is moving so fast and like the people that really know how to use it you know to do stuff like this it's it's kind of intimidating because you never really fully understand the the reasoning behind some of this stuff like you know like shutting down if they could do this maybe they're doing it so that maybe they could um do a denial of service um type of thing you know what i mean where people can't like get on the phone or whatever if there's an emergency if there was like let's say they 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 had an assault somewhere or whatever they they bomb something or do something crazy somewhere you know who the hell knows man it's it's pretty scary like it's just so much going on and at least they caught it like at least they, there's a way of them the united states uh that tracked it at least 
you know, a little too late. But it wasn't the U.S. It was, it was actually a um, independent contractor, security contractor, oh, who's okay. is. So maybe the U.S. knows because they the that contractor and the that company told them. Yeah, but basically, yeah. it's not the government at this point. It's a lot of independent contractors. Yeah, and you know that's also in in my mind. Um, you know, uh, a, a danger as well, because you got all these people like it's like subcontractors doing all these different things, you know what I mean? That they're in people's business and you don't know what their intentions are either. It's like they could for like 10 years act like, oh, yeah, we're your best friend. And then that 11th year, that's when they do something crazy. You know, like the the long waiting game, you know, is, is you know, look at China, China start. I mean, I, I don't personally have anything against China or any other uh, country because, you know, it, our our beliefs are based on what our government is telling us. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, <clears throat> look what they said with Iran and everything. I'm not saying that Iran is a perfect country because I'm I'm not. I don't know enough about it. But um, you know, like when when uh, Trump did the, you know, they had that back and forth like incidents where they were bombing and fighting or whatever. You know, they refrained from fighting us, and you would think that um, <clears throat> sorry, you would think that. Iran would, you know, with all the bad talk that we've had about them, that they would have wanted to start a war back and do all this other crazy stuff, but they didn't. They they refrained from attacking us again. So, you know, it's it's. I don't know what to believe when it comes to government. All all I do know is, is that um, at the end of the day, we're just like the people in the middle of all these people playing stupid war games and 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 uh, information. Um, what's the word? Stealing information from That's each other. Much. Yeah, espionage, right? Espionage. So, yeah, so so it is what it is, man. I just I, I hope the technology helps people in the future, but I I don't trust like what our country says about other countries anymore. I don't trust what they say about their, you know, cuz they're all each country is going to say whatever is beneficial for their um for their people to believe that well, we're the best, we're the ones that are are right in this situation and so on and so forth, you know, like I'm sure Kim Jong Un like does the same thing. Oh, America is this and blah 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 blah, but you know they they do all these nuclear testing which to me is crazy, but maybe in certain things, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm only hearing what our country tells us. And what other people that may have visited in that area have told people, you know, and I don't know if it's trustworthy or not, but it is what it is. But, um, I mean, that is the one positive about a Biden administration is that we'll probably get back to the sanity of us talking with other countries in a normal in what we see as a normal fashion. Like we won't we won't cater to North Korea. I know that. And I don't think we should after we placated to them for four years, which was weird. It was a weird thing to have Trump say that he fell in love with Kim Jong-un. Um, weird to hear him like applaud all of these, I guess, your Bolsonaros, your uh, what's the uh, guy who runs the Philippines? Uh, um, no, Putin, uh, too. Putin, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh I can see his, a, I, yeah, I can see his. It starts with a, does it start with an M? Um, oh man, well, it's not Bolsonaro. Who's the other oh, you're thinking of Modi too, which is another person. There's another yeah. one. Like, I mean, and uh, Modi is an interesting character because he's just trying to bring in a little bit of uh, corporatism into India. And I yeah. think that I understand what his goal is. So I'm less offended by what he's doing. And I can acknowledge that that's a different country, you know, yeah. they have different a different history to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's scary. Who, who do you trust? Right. At the end of the day, it's like, 
it's like there's, there's so much power and money and and people with their own um you know shenanigans that they're pulling behind the scenes you know what i mean like it's hard for us to really you know uh grasp what what's actually really happening and why they're doing you know over time you get to see what's developing into but if they're doing things and it's like like with, when trump was you know well he still is but while he was president uh he was doing a lot of random things that made no sense you know what i mean like why is he doing this why is he doing that like even now like with the election stuff and everything it's like is he still planning on something crazy you know with all the proud boys stuff that's going on and you know it, it's just i don't know man it's just it's scary it's scary times but whatever you know like we we still got to move forward and and hope that there's some level-headed people that are you know in the background playing you know a role that's going to actually prevent some of the chaos from getting even worse you know so we'll see what happens you know it, it is what mm-hmm. it is so um but i mean whatever you I don't know. Let's say there's not much to talk about here. It's uh, it's more just to inform people that it. If you look at here, they tell you that the it's the most cases in 2018 when they found the surveillance. Um, the cases were heaviest in three and four G networks. So it's it's pretty much. I think the DOS attack that you're talking about is literally the what you need to worry about. The denial of service all at once. Yeah. that's yeah. probably what they're aiming for less than tracking us because that wouldn't do them any good unless we're in a war situation so that's just yeah. my personal belief i just was think it, it's important to note that it's occurring were they huawei phones because you know that's what they're always talking about do you know like did they say anything i don't see anything in the article basically no so it. what they actually did is that they used this these networks from bahamas and from barbados correct yeah barbados so um, they were just sending the signaling through that. It's like kind of a way to patch through. So mm-hmm. it'll go to your phone. And who knows, maybe some of those weird calls, I've, I get spam calls pretty frequently now. Some of those scams and like them hanging up could just be that. Like them just pinging, pinging your phone to find a signal and seeing, you know, it's not going to be useful most likely, but it's, it's just a way of testing out the system. In my opinion, it's a, they are, they're testing out their ability to do so. I'm not going to even say it's nefarious yet. It's yeah. just illegal. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely interesting. <clears throat> so, um, so let's move to, uh, to white oil. Mm. What is that, sir? I think white <laughs> Yes, <laughs> white oil is interesting. No, but I mean, I mean, the race is on to find a steady source of lithium, a key component in rechargeable electric car batteries. Uh, the, Euro- the European Union focuses on emissions right now, and the lithium gold rush threatens the environmental damage on an industrial scale. Lithium is a key active material in the rechargeable batteries that run electric cars, as well as being on the cases of your phone. There, it's the lightest metal there is. So lithium is right now one of the most valuable minerals that's out there. It is found in rock and clay deposits as a solid mineral, as well as dissolved in brine, as you can see on there on the screen. So that it it's so. Oh, I wish we could play the whole segment that PBS has out, um, and I'll make sure to attach it at the end of the uh, for the clip. Um, but in this PBS article, it's it's pretty long. Um, it, if you look back, go back one, just one. This one or the so other. So if you even breathe, this one. Or yeah, this no, no, one, this you one? you just had it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
That one, yeah. If you even breathe on that, you can't use it. That's wow. how sensitive that material is. Wow. So they do a good job. So that's why I, it's a really long PBS thing. Um, so I'll make sure to attach that at the end for everybody to watch. Um, lithium, sorry, I was going to say the urgency is getting lithium, a lithium supply um, has unleashed a mining boom. And the race for white oil threatens to cause damage to the natural environment. But because they're helping to drive down emissions, the mining companies have EU environmental policies on their side right now. So basically, they're saying, hey, the EU needs that lithium ion, lithium from you guys. We're going to allow another mining boom. It doesn't matter if you're going to destroy the, the planet. Um, you want to throw to that to the next video? Are you with this one? This is the one you want to, or the, no, the, the next one? one. Um, but, 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 hold on I should have the number. I had the number. Oh, I lost it. That's fine. Let me see what I DC have. one. DC one. Gotcha. Yeah, number one. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you wanted the other thing. We're standing on some lithium now, right? It's there. You just can't really tell it on the surface. It's just a lot of red, red clay and dirt. It's not gold in them Nar Hills, but Lamont Leatherman is convinced it's as good as it. We're in the Piedmont region of North Carolina, between Charlotte and the Appalachian Mountains. It was February 2020, before the shutdown and the COVID precautions. Leatherman was laying the underground work for a lithium mine. This is the spodumene, this greenish gray mineral here. Spodumene, the mineral is an important source of lithium, the lightest metal on earth. It's all over the place here. And Leatherman's company, Piedmont Lithium, has the cores to prove it. There's a real nice crystal. You can see it's yeah, quite yeah. coarse. The crystals in these cores are powering a revolution in electrification that began in 1991, when Sony rolled out the first consumer product powered by lithium-ion batteries, a camcorder. It's easy to forget what life was like before these light, energy-dense batteries existed. Albemarle headquarters sits near the site of one of the earliest lithium mines, Kings Mountain, only 10 miles from where we met Lamont Leatherman. The quarry is closed. Albemarle now mines lithium rock in Australia and separates it from salty water in giant evaporation ponds in Nevada and Chile. Mining lithium at the old quarry is more expensive. So there you go. Even more expensive just because mm. it, it always will fall to that corporate need. And there's, I was going to say, there's one weird positive. What? We're not mining in Africa this time. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. It. Is, I mean, it, it's bad. <laughs> what's, what's crazy is, is like, okay, fine. They're not, um, a lot, they don't want to have like, uh, oil based, um, vehicles or whatever, you know, like, um, fossil fuel vehicles or whatever it is. Um, which, you know, pollutes the air and also damages the ground. So they're like, all right, we'll just damage the ground or whatever and, and, and still put like toxic stuff and have dangerous environments. And, you know, so some of it is, is, is beneficial, but you know, the rest of it is, um, you know, still like, they don't talk about the, the negatives about it. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? You think it's, you think you, would you rather have lithium than uh fossil fuels or like how do you feel about the whole yes the net emissions change is is huge but it means that we need to do that we quote unquote have to allow 
mining, more mining, which is not my, I would not be for that. It's just that it's going to happen. Like, I don't see it changing. Like me, me not buying a phone is not going to stop them from line from mining for lithium right now. Um, it's that's why it's white oil. You know, it's, it's literally, you know, black tar oil was just so it, profitable that, you know, we think of it as the most, pr- one of those profit yeah. raining kind of materials. I don't know. I, I'm just glad I was going to say that it's important that more than 55% of global lithium production last year originated in just one country, Australia. Other principal suppliers such as Chile, China, and Argentina are equally far flung. So that's why they were doing all of that refining in, in Nevada, but that mm-hmm. must use a ton of water. So that's a problem. You know, when you're refining something like that, you end up using a ton of water or a ton of another mineral to, to get your needs. Um, and it is what it is. We're not going to, you know, we're, we have phones, we all have phones, we all have uh, devices. Um, most, of, most of our screens even have lithium in them. So they don't incentivize um, people holding things longer either. You know, that every every um, yes. like couple of months, there's a new phone or which is crazy. Um, I, you know, and it's funny, they'll say they'll recycle stuff and they don't. A lot of times um, they're like, oh, you know, trade this in and blah, 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 blah. And then you find out later that they just disposed of it or they just took like a little something out of it. They don't really at the end of the day, like strip the boards um of their components they don't strip the 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 batteries and and some i guess in some cases they do but um not as often as people think they they do and and so that that still pollutes the the world so they just happen to last longer than you know burning constant oil and gasoline and and everything which is you know i guess more you know more of a detrimental to the environment at the end of the day but you know, it's 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 pretty crazy, man. <laughs> I'm the crazy man, crazy crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're saying what's up? So we should go to the second video because that talks directly to what you were talking about. It goes directly to the fact that we have to be able to recycle these batteries in some fashion. Recycle? They're not batteries. Recycle the lithium itself, the lithium. Yeah. or when? Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but will there be enough lithium to fuel a new electrified era? So if you ask the question, is there enough lithium in the world for 50% of the cars in the world to become electric? The answer is, maybe surprisingly, no. There isn't, unless you recycle. Unlike lead-acid batteries, there is no practical way to recycle those made of lithium. Here at Argonne, they are working on that problem as well. As demand for electric vehicles rises, so will the need for a recycling solution. So there we go. That's the big, and by the way, uh, thank you to PBS. Uh, That was a great segment, and I'm going to make sure to include that below. Um, That's the problem. You cannot easily recycle this material. And we use it now so extensively that we need to figure out how do we can change that. Um, there's no other way to survive. Like we'll, it's just another um, limited resource at that point. Yep, yep. They, they, I was um, watching a show about like uh, the right to repair. Um, 
and um he talks about a lot of what we just finished saying like you know like they 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 don't want people to re you know repair this stuff you know like the mom and pop stuff uh you know stores or whatever it is so what happens to all that material it's like they just let it go to waste and you know this is you know yet another example of it if it you know if it's not electrical components uh it's um you know like batteries and stuff so it, it's crazy man like a lot of people unless you're like really in the loop of things you don't really know that this is happening you think oh this is great same thing with plastics and everything else they think that you know if we just recycle it's going to be great but at the end of the day like i think there's like a, a certain limit of how many times you can recycle something and, and like there's there's yes. a lot of things that they don't talk about and yet people just keep consuming you know they just keep buying things and you know and, and these phones could last for many many years but then you got the 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 people making the phone saying well like like for instance apple they they're like they they design these things so that later on when they start putting in new chips and whatever else the other stuff um can't run anymore they they'll they'll do something in the bios they, they, they microsoft doesn't do it but um with um apple they do something with the bios that when you have a new device well if you have an old device let's say they upgrade it to catalina or whatever the newest um big sur or whatever they call it the older devices won't work because it when it when you put the os in i think we've talked about this uh, at one point i don't know if i spoke to you about this but i think i we did on another episode what will end up happening is it'll um update the bios and it'll make the software aware whether or not the the hardware is old and then it won't work. Like I have a, a Mac downstairs that it works, but it, it it doesn't update. So because it doesn't update, I can't add the newer software and the newer updates for those softwares and so on and so forth. So basically it's it's a brick right now. You know, there's only certain things I could do, like go on the internet and, you know, word processing and stuff. But if I wanted to like get something for video editing or whatever, I got to use whatever I have there and I can't update it anymore. I'm stuck with whatever old technology it is. and um. I have to I'm forced to upgrade and then when I have to get rid of it what happens to that 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 material they're not going to fully recycle every component that's in there right so so that's waste you know it's crazy I mean there's <laughs> a lot of waste when it comes to computers um I know there's like there's significant stuff like that I still I still have items in my room that probably have lithium in them that I have no way to go and actually go recycle that technology and material because you'd probably have to go strip out the whole thing. And that causes, that's more money. It's, it has to deal with like hiring people then to strip materials and to have that technology. And until that's like a large topic, like we, we should talk more about recycling and Mm -hmm. usefulness and how to use, how to do it in the future. Cause we need to think about com composting and recycling as a people and not just as indiv like individual households can kind of do it but we don't live in a society that makes it potentially easy for you to just do that if you're in an apartment building you know you're in a random area that doesn't have all of the facilities that you need um or you don't have a car you know you have technology that you need to throw away you end up just dumping it because you're not near a center that can take all your technology and recycle it or materials like cloth materials that can be used somewhere else and that just ends up in the dumpster and that's what well, we should have a long topic about recycling even the, you should also um recycling and manufacturing go hand in hand 
when it comes to waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they talk about when you make jeans and other things, there's so much waste after um, producing that stuff. I was also going to say we should also talk, and when we do, do do talk about recycling and maybe even a little bit about man, how they manufacture some of this stuff, we should talk about how they exploit other countries. Uh, so like, like how you were saying about how they strip some of the materials apart. Uh, they'll send stuff on on barge, not barges, but ships to different countries, so they could strip the, the the lithium and certain things off of it. Not the lithium, but like you know other um, materials. That, nickel, actually, I was going to say that's yeah, yeah. that was a big change. They it, nickel. That's why it's not Africa anymore right now because there's just doesn't there's no lithium. It seems on the African continent that you found. Uh, but mm. there's tons of nickel, which we still use nickel. Uh, I know, I know, I use a lot of NIMH batteries. Mm. So nickel's in a lot of stuff too yeah 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 i i saw a video where they were like doing all this crazy stuff and uh stripping batteries apart and doing like you know crazy stuff to it you know and i looked at it, i'm like these people are gonna have cancer at the end of the day the way they were like uh stripping things apart and melting things down and doing i was like wow like i, I gotta find that um that article but it, it was it was sad because these everybody looked like they were poor and they looked like they didn't have the proper um uh means of actually uh destroying not destroying but like recycling and fixing the stuff or whatever it is but um you know yeah go ahead yeah <laughs> oh no that's it i'm just i'm listening one of those moments where i'm just looking at our accounts making sure nobody has chatted us letting us know i think you have you have that chat up so um you do you want to move to the next topic yeah uh, yeah of I course think we should yeah Okay, so the Minnesota board released uh, is going to release, actually just released, Mayan Burl from li- a life sentence. Uh, Mayan, Mayan Burl's prosecution and harsh punishment raised questions about the integrity of the criminal justice system that put him away for nearly two decades for the death of a young girl who was killed by a stray bullet. Uh, Burl's request for a pardon was denied originally. Um, but it's the first time in at least 22 years that the Minnesota community, uh, correctional facilities commuted a sentence in a murder case, according to the Department of Corrections. Earlier this year, so if you actually click on the that link, that's him right there being uh, finally getting out. And there's a bunch of other pictures in there. What's this one? Okay. Yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. So... If you can just see, this is him, you know, being finally out of Stillwater, the correctional facility that he's been in there for 22 years, uh, from for unfortunately the death of this woman, um, and she died unfortunately from a stray bullet. And she, he always kept his own innocence in the killing of the 11 year old. Um, and there seems to be fallacies in the uh, reports from the police. So they had had a committee come in earlier this year, the Associated Press and APM reports uncovered new evidence and serious flaws in the police investigation, ultimately leading to the creation of an independent national legal panel to review the case. Like I said, Burl was has always maintained his innocence in the 2002 killing of 11-year-old Taisha Edwards, just to make sure you know her name, uh, Taisha Edwards. She was struck in the heart while doing homework in the dining room table with her little sister. He told Minnesota's Board of Pardons members, Governor Tim Waltz and Attorney General Keith Ellison, that his heart goes out to her family. So even though he maintains his innocence, he has been a model, uh, been a model prisoner, and he has always maintained that he did not shoot that shot. So 
that's just important. I know it's a caveat in a way, um, but I wanted to actually show more of the joy that can that commences from all of this. Like, it's so important to get all of these people out of of jail who have not done or have been accused of doing something and have not had proper representation because it's clear that he did not have proper representation when it came off from that investigation. Um, and I'm just hoping that in the future we can have a society that actually wants to commit the right people to corrections facilities and not just everyone to the correction facilities. It was just easy in this case with the, um, it was very easy in this case to convict him because he was just there. So I hope that we get beyond that. Um, I think we should play the next video, VC3, just to see the joy that was in people's hearts. Because um, they found evidence that the investigation was wrong. So we should, okay. we should follow through with that. Yeah. That's his son in there, um, probably seeing him for the first time in like 18 years, except for behind bars. So that's important. Yeah. Mr. Burrell wants to thank, Mr. Burrell wants to thank the governor and the attorney general for the action they took today on his behalf. He is very happy to have the opportunity to go home to his family Ow! and start the next chapter of his life. He asks that you respect he asks that you respect his privacy while he adjusts to life on the outside. He thanks the creator for shielding him through his journey and thanks everyone who has supported him over the years. Thank you. And please do give him his space. Man, that's tough, man. I can't imagine what it would be like coming out after 18 years, right? It was 18 years? Wow. It's 22 years. 22? Yeah, wow. it's 22 years. 22, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 22. Oh, I, I apologize. No, you were, I was right the first time. It was 2002 was the killing, so it was 18 years. 18. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought I heard, yeah. but I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, man. That's tough. I, I, I know people that have been locked up for long periods of times and adjusting, you know, to getting back and seeing things the way they are. Like, I, I, you know, what is it, 18 years ago? When did the, the internet start? In 2000-ish, right? So it was like, like the internet just started. Which internet, right? Um, but the internet passed. The AOL platform happened in around 1999, yeah. 19, yeah, so... So he missed like a lot of the progress of like how technology, like it, it must yes. be going like a million miles an hour for him. You know, he's going to come out here and see things that would be like, wow, there's electric cars now and there's this and that. I mean, it's not a big deal for electric cars. A car's a car, right? But just the techno technological advances from that time, you know, and to, to, to have to be able to, I mean, maybe he has stuff that he was doing there that 
allowed him to keep up to date with some of this stuff, but that's that's wild, man. Like I to to spend that much of your life, you know, that's that's tough, you know. But I, I'm just happy he's able to be around his child now and can experience, uh, you know, being around his family more at this point. You know, um, did they even find a gun or anything on him when when they when they got him or? Do you know any of the details? No, about- actually, some of the uh, information of this is really sparse. It seems like there's some um, differences in the story, and this is why the actual counsel pardoned. It's not really a quote-unquote pardon. It's literally commuting his sentence because they're saying it's not that he's innocent because a pardon is basically claiming innocence afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually saying that your sentence is complete, even though it was supposed to be a life sentence. Mm. And they're saying that there's just inconsistencies in the story. And the she was shot through the wall, so it wouldn't... This is how it is from state to state, right? Mm. Um, some places that would not be murder. It would be a homicide, un, unintended homicide. But yeah, you know, we what a live child in different involved. places and we have different rules. Yeah, yeah child, involved, child involved and all this other stuff. You know, you, you people catch. I'm not saying that you shouldn't catch feelings because it's. I feel sad for the family, but like you know, at the end of the day, it's like all that stuff affects like the judgment at the end of the day, right? You're gonna like you have a family that lost yeah. a child, so they're gonna be very harsh on the person that they think did it. But the question is whether or not the person did it at the end of the day, and if they have enough energy, uh, evidence for um, what's you know to convict. And you know, back then, even now, man, like they they convict some people like with like absolutely no proof of the thing. You know what I mean? Which is kind of scary. Like I I don't ever want to be around a situation where like there there was a time when I was um with with Teresa and we were driving up the block um on Elizabeth Ave out here in Newark. And um, somebody had got, we, we saw a guy pass away after he um, had gotten crushed by a truck, right? What ended up happening was is, um, there was a driver, right? Um, and there, this is right before another funny thing, there's a snowstorm now, right? There was a snowstorm and um, what ended up happening was they were trying to move before the snowstorm started, the truck. And so the, the owner of the company was a factory, a small factory on Elizabeth Ave. He told the driver to move the, you know, move the, one of the trailers. So he went, the guy went into the cab of the truck, right? And um, the owner was behind the truck. They didn't have like a glass um, divider, you know, in the back of the truck, like a partition or whatever it is, mm-hmm. where you could see behind him. And the guy was behind the truck and um, he backed up and the guy was between the trailer and the truck. And the, the, he ended up getting pinned in between the wheels and the trailer, right? I wasn't there when the actual thing happened or whatever. And so the guy gets out of his car, sees him, the you know, and we, this is the information we ended up finding out after the fact because I'll tell you when we got there, you know, what happened. But um the guy um got pinned in between the truck, the driver saw it, moved the truck and then, you know, pulled it back out and the guy was now underneath the trailer laying on the floor, right? So the guy's panicking, I guess, at this point. He runs outside, and Teresa and I just finished going shopping early in the morning before we were going to take my son to school. This was super early because she was supposed to go to work, and they told her that she didn't have to come in, you know, because she worked at a pharmacy, Rite Aid or whatever at the time. And um, they didn't, she, had to, she didn't have to do truck, which is basically, you know, bringing the, the stuff in for the store. 
And um, I, I don't mean to bring up stories too much, but it's an interesting thing because I no. felt like I was in an environment and the police looked at us and they questioned us for a second, um, you know, wondering why we were there and what exactly happened. And I felt like, you know, God forbid I was in an environment trying to help something and I was the only person there. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, it's, it's not the same thing as a shooting. You know what I mean? I don't want to compare it to a shooting. But, you yeah. know, I felt like, you know, like you could be put in a position where, where something can happen and, and you might not have been there. You might have been there to help. You might have been there for whatever. And it, the whole story could be like, you know, swung, you know, around, you know, do a 180 or whatever it is. And, and you know, you could be blamed for something. But um, so, you know, the guy got, you know, you know, basically pinned in and he, he died of internal bleeding. But when we got there, he was still alive. And he passed away. We were trying to keep him alive until the ambulance came. They took like 20 minutes or whatever it was um, to get there. The police came first and then the ambulance came and it was already too late at that point. The, the guy had passed away uh, in front of, you know, Teresa and I. And, um, you know, and the guy was panicking, you know, and all they were trying to do was like the right thing to help, um, you know, the, the, you know, do, do some work and then go home, you know, and before the storm. And you know that 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 day, we, Teresa and I, we didn't understand how we got there and was put in that situation. It was like a kind of shocking moment. Uh, I've seen people pass away. I've seen people. I've seen a guy get murdered before, and a bunch of other things happen in my life where I've seen you know random dead bodies and things happen. So I'm kind of like desensitized um, with a lot of the you know stuff. So I wasn't as you know it wasn't as traumatic for me but for her it was it was kind of rough for a while um she didn't understand like how how we ended up in in a situation where we were just driving home you know the intentions were to go take my son to school if he had school because you know it was going to snowstorm he ended up uh, i think he ended up staying home um what did he stay home that day i don't even remember but i i know that you know because of all that stuff we ended up picking up him picking him up early that's what ended up happening they took him to school and then it started getting bad, and then we had to, had to go pick him up from school afterwards. But either or, um, it's just like when you're in an environment and things like that crazy stuff happens, um, you know, like you don't know, like like who's going to interpret what in what way, and you can get in trouble for just being there. You know what I mean? And like we were there for like two hours mm -hmm. talking to them. You know what I mean? Like good two hours um, talking to them. So it, it was it was awkward, you know, like and it was it's. You know, some of that stuff is kind of scary. Even um, with the shooting that we had seen uh, out here or whatever, and the guy dying or whatever it was, the police came to our house and was, you know, trying to get questions and information from us. And we only saw what we saw. And we told them, we're like, you know, this is what we saw and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was that, you know. But it was like, I felt like, you know, they, they want to get information so much that it, it's kind of intimidating sometimes. Like, you don't know where, what direction they're going to take it. You know, like, it, it's like, I don't want to compare it because it's not the same. You know what I mean? But, but it, it's... No, it's, but they're, they're similar. It, they're similar stories in their, the idea of how much, I, I don't want to say the criminal justice reform that needs to happen. It's more like, it's so easy to get caught up in a situation. Yep. yep. And... That's more of what you're speaking on is that you can get really caught up in a situation. Yep, yep, yep. And you know, like in people like like him, for instance, that's horrible, man. Eighteen years? That's horrible. I'm sure there's plenty of people in plenty of states. I'm I when I was younger, I I think I told you the story too. I went up to um what is it, um uh Washington Heights, uh, hundred and sixty something street with a friend. And they tried to pin a gun on me. They separated us. The guy pulled the revolver and asked me to take it. You know, the, one of the police officers 
And I was like, I'm not touching. I was a young kid. I was like, I'm not touching that. This is like, I think around the Giuliani years or whatever it was. And I was like, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. And then like, he was talk. he literally talked to me for a couple of minutes and then just let us go. And to this day, I don't know what his intentions were. I don't know what was, what was wrong with that gun. If he shot somebody or somebody he knew shot somebody or, or he just wanted to, you know, pin some, somebody with a gun. I don't know what the hell it was, but, but I've been through some, some crazy stuff involving cops when I was younger. And, um, and it's, it's scary, you know, and, and, you know, just people in general, like you could walk down the street and somebody could say they saw somebody that looked like you and, and you can get arrested for it. You know what I mean? Like a guy, a black person or a Spanish person or whoever it is that fits your description. No, that was him. That was him. But you just came from working out at the gym or something. You know what I mean? You don't, it's, it's crazy, man. It's scary. And I feel like, um, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but I, I know that I've been in situations where it's possible that he just was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and, you know, I don't know the details of his story enough for me to say that, you know, what to believe or not to believe, but I, I just, nowadays so I just, I'm even going to, I'm going to even throw a weird progressive angle at this is that yeah. he was, he was a minor when it happened. He was yeah. 17 when this happened. And let's assume, let's assume guilt for an instant, for an instant. Yeah. Um, as a model, since he did not shoot her intentionally, yeah. that would be a, probably a homicide too. And most likely you'd get 15 to 20 years. He was given a life sentence yep. for this. Yep. So them commuting the charge seems to be the most natural occurrence that could happen. Like it's 18 years. It's about 15 to 20 years. Most likely just assuming his guilt, not even assuming, because I assume that, he was probably there. He probably wasn't the one who shot the gun, but he was probably around. But that's an assumption too. Yeah. So, but after 18 years, yes, if you're a minor, you can't be, I, I don't agree with them being charged as adults without having malicious intent. No. What, I don't, what I don't like about the whole court system thing is, is that they want you to plead guilty to get less time. You know what I mean? Like in certain situations, like if we have to go to, if we have to go to court, we're going to charge you with blah, 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 blah. So it's like, okay, well, either I say I'm guilty and I spend less time in jail, you know, because I say I'm guilty, which maybe I'm not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, saying, okay, I want to go to court and fight for for this and get screwed, even though you might've been innocent. You know what I mean? And, and that, that's, 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 I, I think that whole thing needs to be reformed. Like, it's not really fair. Like either it's got to be, you're going to get charged for this and that's it. You know what I mean? Either if you're guilty, uh, you're going to get charged X, Y, Z. If you're innocent, you would have been charged for X, Y, Z. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not, if you do this, you get a lesser sentence than if you do this. You know what I mean? That that's, that's why, because I wasted your time. Now I deserve more time. That's, that's, that's bull. You know what I mean? Like if I'm innocent, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to even tell you that that's the that that's part of the I wouldn't call it a scam, but it's part of the the pyramid scheme is that you're actually giving the police more hours, most likely. So it's not the police that are suffering. Yeah. It's not the lawyers that are suffering, because most likely, unless you're a public defender, which is possible, if you're a public defender, this doesn't help you. Um, you're going to get paid for your time as a prosecutor you know specifically what you're going after usually and you have access to the police at the same time so you already have 
a step up on the individual who's going to trial. And I think that's the hardest thing to understand because in some ways it's an abuse of the system that you can kind of stack the jury a certain way. You, You kick people off the jury that, you know, might be more sympathetic pretty early on, things like that. All of that happens all at once. And you have less of ability to control that as a defense attorney. You, you're basically there for the ride, knowing that a lot of people will get rejected from the jury or that you won't have discovery until after the prosecution does. Most likely, all of that police discovery happened already and the prosecutor has it. It doesn't have to divulge any information until a specific point in the case. Um, that happens quite often. And it's not a surprise. It's just more that you have, you're on the defensive. You're literally on the defensive all the time, right? Yep, 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 yep. It's like, what do and you do, right? But I'm listening. What no, do you do? Listening. You, you, no, no, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you literally just keep trying to petition the system to work properly and to keep talking about criminal justice reform. I think that's the only thing that we can do. And I'm I'm a little worried that under any of the administrations that we see so far, I don't see significant change on criminal justice reform. Um, the AG for New York seems a little bit interested in it. Maybe individual attorney generals from different uh, states will care about it enough to start working on it. But I mean, I'll be honest: without some, without the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it would have fallen away. I don't think we would have thought about this right now. Um, the executions, when we talked about the executions a couple of weeks ago, um, now it's I've, I've seen four articles on it, that he is the most federal executions in years. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying that we were uh, like ahead of the curve, but I, <laughs> what the do you fact think about, that we're in democracy now. What do you think about Biden? You think oh, Biden's going to, um, like, stop doing that type of stuff or do you think he's going to follow in yes i think he's going to follow an obama suit where you don't have a federal you don't federally execute anyone for that period of time i think he doesn't have to hold a strongman position at all like he doesn't have to be i'm the strong president here he can he he can have a four year administration and just leave So I I think it's with his principles to not have federal executions. Hmm. Yep, yep. Kamala Uh, Harris doesn't make it easy, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I, I kid, though. I kid. I really, I'm really kidding. You think she's going to govern more from behind, like, you know, like, like, you know, in the background? Like, do you think he's going to have more say? Do you think he's going to allow her? To um, because a lot of people are saying, "Oh no, it's not going to be him that's doing, you know, running the show. It's going to be her, because he's too slow. He's Sleepy Joe and this, that, and what. You know what I mean? Like you hear all these different. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that um, Kamala's going to have a lot of input? I think she'll have more input than most vice pre- uh, presidents have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might have shown in the cabinet choices being heavily minority and female. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, you know, I, she's the vice president. It's supposed to not matter. Vice president is supposed to be just literally the backup for the president. But that means that she'll be privy to all the knowledge necessary. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Honestly, 
I wouldn't want it any other way. And it definitely won't kill Biden now. Do you think um... this is like a terrible joke about black presidents? But <laughs> do you think? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know, man, because these these Trumpers are kind of crazy. I don't I don't put it past anything. The things that I'm hearing, yeah, uh, what's his face? Um, the hell's that crazy? Um, Alex Jones was talking about we're gonna get him out no matter what. Like yeah, he's not gonna become the president. I don't know if you saw that footage the other day of him. Um, no, talking I, all sorts of craziness. But um, he, he that's your job. That's your job. You you gotta watch that crazy shit because I I literally <laughs> cannot. Like, like no, I read he, all he these was, articles and I'm like. He was at the um the Proud Boys thing. Like uh, it was the Proud Boys um uh thing. He was walking around in the rally talking about, you know, the, either, one way or another he's not going to become president. He said something like that. And I was like, "Wow. This guy that's like a, a literal threat." This is the same guy that said the Sandy Hook uh thing was a uh, was staged and all that other stuff, you know. Like I don't I don't understand how the hell he still got a voice. But um, you know, out there but Christy. people actually Yo, people are crazy. Grift. They, they love it's that stuff. Grift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I don't. I I have like a cool down thing. Um, that might be interesting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me. So, so um, let me. Uh, I mean, are, are we done with this? I don't want to like you know. Um, yeah, we're good. We're shit. good. I think we. Yeah, it sounds good. So did you hear about? I need something uh, to cool me off. Did you hear Go about? Ahead, please this? say it again. Did you hear about this? <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yo Teresa wanted to talk about it you know she was like wasn't really fully up to um coming on the show today but she had brought this up to me and I saw like a little bit of uh, the footage about it and um yeah Mario Lopez beefcake Colonel Sanders as satisfying as a KFC meal deal that's um that's pretty funny right like you would think um a southern white guy right <laughs> and now he's like a, you, a guy go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 you definitely need to watch the um the trailer for that it's yeah. it's hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know we can't watch it here but that trailer is amazing and yeah. i'm all about it because it's such high cheese that i'm like you went kfc kfc has never cared about like doing brand promotions they've done brand promotions with community they've done brand promotions on other cable channels now he's they're just like you know what we are funny we're a company that knows how to be funny so we're just gonna go all in <laughs> i've heard stories that their chicken isn't even chicken but i don't know if that's true or not but how do you make fake chicken but i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> like i i don't know man they probably the chicken, the chicken they just probably good, buy though. bad chicken yeah right oh you i see i don't even see that's the thing um for the fans that don't know i i don't eat i only eat fish and eggs so uh you're you're gonna have to tell me how that's been i haven't gone to a kfc in i don't know eight years i had wedges because they they still got those potato wedges that are the bomb they're pretty good right (laughs) potato wedges i like i like i like the biscuits and the the um what is it um the macaroni and cheese as well but um, was I gonna say the? Oh, and I do like coleslaw. I'm not gonna deny that too. There's a lot of stuff that they have that are, they, yeah. they had. They had a fudge cake and oh yeah, I'm, I sound like a fatty, right? I sound too fat. No, man. but they got the sides. No, Look, yeah, the sides are especially when I. Yeah, like especially when I wasn't. Um, I'm more vegan-ish now. I would say that it's called pescatarianism. But um, I, back when I still ate cheese, that place was like I could I could get anything I wanted from there. Other, you know. 
But um, so I, I, they don't have anything that has a fish there, but I want to just shout out Long John Silver because it's owned by the same company, mm. Long John Silver. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bring yeah, us yeah. the good fish sandwich. Yep, yep, yep. This is this is this looks entertaining. I, I like it's crazy. I wonder how like like the the right wing crazy like southern people are thinking like they're screwing up the, the <laughs> like, you know, the, like he was a white guy. He was a southern white guy with some good chicken and now he's got some salzone in it now. <laughs> like what are they doing to that chicken? You know what? <laughs> I never thought of that angle. I did not even think about the fact that Mario Lopez is I, I I guess just because he's a lit, a white Latino, uh, mm. I didn't even think about it. But he, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they could be upset about that. Yeah, yeah, Lopez, Lopez, what the hell's Lopez, man? That's man. it is what it is, man. Like I don't really oh. care. I just find it funny. And Teresa brought it up and and she posted it on Facebook and was laughing. She's like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's pretty funny, man." Like, you know. What? So so how do you feel about? brands trying to almost conform to the meme standard like it's a standard of like trying to make this meme level where everybody's gonna come on there's nobody who's not gonna joke about this after it gets released yeah yeah. it's um it's all about attention these days right you you try to um let me cut back to ourselves um it's all about attention right like everybody (laughs) wants to be noticed it, like people burn themselves on 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 uh tiktok not tiktok but like um like all these different like challenges that they do or whatever it is to put themselves on fire mm-hmm. for attention right so i'm like nah, i'm good you know <laughs> so like you know why not the the these corporations you know it, it, to me it's innocent fun i don't really care but you know there's somebody yeah. that's that that's so, like feeling kind of saucy right now somewhere right like kind of pissed and stuff right like they're like Rrr. You know what I mean? Like, what is this? You're messing with my colonel. He's, he's messing with my colonel. He's, he's three shades too dark for this. No, 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 no. Right? Like these people, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of crazy people out there, man. They don't. They don't know. They yeah. don't care. They don't understand a joke. Like I, I like what is it? Cancel culture, right? Like the whole cancel culture thing. Like you can't say certain things anymore. Even though, you, like, if it's me and you talking by ourselves, we can say certain things and know it's a joke, right? But if God forbid I say it or do certain things on the internet, next thing you know, especially if you're a famous person or whatever else, it could end your career or whatever it is. And like this, I don't think it's going to end his career, but it might, you know, cost uh, some chicken not to be sold. Right. You know, like they might, they might lose some, um, some people, um, you know, I think KFC did the the cost analysis on that already. You know, all they need to do is the cost analysis on what people will do after a good advertisement scream and what the rush on that will be. And they'll figure out, all right, there's going to, and also they might have learned from the Chick-fil-A model. The Mm Chick-fil-A model was, we'll just keep to our guns and sooner or later you'll come back anyway, because we got that lemonade. (laughs) Got that lemonade and the chicken's good. I used to love Chick-fil-A. I, I don't like what, what they support, so I stopped going, period. I don't go there anymore. But I remember when I was a kid, and I used to eat that food, and it was it was good, man. It was really good chicken, man. They had, like, honestly, I think, I don't know if it's the same chicken now. If it's the same quality chicken as it was back then, I'd prefer it over both Popeyes and, like, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's I'm not going to go and support something that I don't support. You know what I mean? 
I'll eat a Ben Ben and Jerry's ice cream or I'll do like certain things that I know that people have like good intentions. I won't ever buy my pillow. There's like certain certain companies you will never see me in, you know, and and all you do nowadays is hear things, especially with like um like they say, oh, Home Depot is a Trump supporter. Like most corporations I, at the end of the day most are going to support Trump because, you know, like he's going to do what it, what's going to be best for their pockets. Right. So I, I try not to be as judgmental, but if I see them on. Uh, you know, sitting there and doing things that are like, hey, I'm a, like the my pillow guy. He's up there like Trump, Trump, Trump. No, all right, now I'm cool then. You know what I mean? But you don't hear about um certain CEOs showing their face and being like, yeah, Trump, Trump. So it's like I try to like not judge too much because I know it's all about the money and the benefits of supporting the Republican Party in that aspect. But you know, the fact that you're going to support somebody as crazy as Trump, like I I understand more of the other Republicans, but Trump, like. Anybody that supports that guy like wholeheartedly and doesn't even care about like what he's done over these last four years, I I can't, man. I can't. I'm sorry. You know. I I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the only the only f- company that I have feelings about is what you doing, Taco Bell. Yeah. What you doing, Taco Bell? Taking yeah. all that stuff off the menu. I love my breakfast burrito. Like that's the only thing I can eat, <laughs> and I can yeah. eat. I actually can. Taco Bell is like the one place where a vegetarian can actually eat if they really need to. Um, But they took off all this stuff on the menu and I'm like, what you doing? (laughs) It's just a complaint. There's nothing, there's no like any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taco Bell, I used to eat some of that stuff. The the ones around here, I don't think they cook the eggs enough. Like I'm a real, I like my eggs kind of dry. You know what I mean? I don't like it when I feel, feel when people like, here, here you go, rushed it. Like, like it looks like soggy and like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I'm not. I'm, I'm not cool. It's with true. That. It's also why I don't eat fast food, really. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's like it tastes good at the moment, then like an hour later, why am I so tired? Why do I feel like crap? Like you know, the something's off here. And you know what I mean? Like I'm good, especially with McDonald's. I've been cutting back a lot with McDonald's, and um, you know, like the food is decent. I mean, it tastes good. I mean, in in a sense, it's not really good for you, and whatever. But I always notice like. Later on, even with Wendy's, Wendy's, they say is like one of the better, you know, because everything's fresh. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I'm like, yo, why do I feel so fatigued and crappy? I'm like, I don't feel this when I cook my own burgers and like whatever else. So I, there's other additives in there that, that screw you up that I can't mess with it anymore. I'm, I like eating at home. I've been saving money by eating at home. You know, Teresa and I, we order because we don't like going in the stores anymore. The shop rights out here. So we order online and then we go pick it up instead. You know what I mean? It's a $5 charge, but at least I don't have to be around the people and being online. Uh, that, here's another funny story. Did I ever tell you the story? Teresa and I were, were online and um, we're sitting and waiting, you know, you know, and it's COVID. So you got the people with the masks, it's the mandatory mask thing. This woman in front of us, man, did the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. She starts eating the food in the store. So she's got her mask down, right? She's eating the food. She's touching the cart, you know what I mean? Barehanded, touching the cart, eating the food with her bare hands. So you know she's like coronavirus all all in her, right? You know, she's like touching all this stuff. Grabbing the water, breathing. She blew her nose into a rag and all that stuff. Oh my God, bro. Like it was the nastiest thing. Me and Teresa and I ended up getting off the line because we were like right behind her. We left. I ended up snitching her out because they had police inside the store. Like, you know, like security police, I Mm -hmm. guess. Like regular police, but because you know people were acting out during the time they people were getting so pissed off i don't want to do the mandatory mask thing and blah 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 i have my rights not to have to wear this and blah 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 right so 
So um, I ended up snitching her out as we were walking by the police. I was like, there's somebody in the other aisle that she's eating and doing, you know, so-and-so and, and made her put on the mask. And it was, it was convenient because we, we got off that line that was taking forever, got into another line and ended up leaving it out quicker than the person because we saw her still online when we were leaving. So it worked out better. But at the end of the day, man, that was the nastiest thing. Like, how do you barehandedly, you know, touch things and then, like, eat things and... And like blow your nose. And I mean, okay, so that's the weird thing. I think that was like a status quo of life before. And we're not, now we're getting to the point where we see where transmission could occur for anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, humans are gross creatures. I mean, actually, most animals are. So, this, this uh, has been going on for a while, though. It's like the COVID thing yeah. was going on at that point for a while. And you know that if you touch things, you can contract it, right? And I'm looking at this woman, I'm like, I know she knows that this is filthy what she's doing. Like, she didn't care. Like, I was like, okay, you know, I understand what you're saying. Any other day, you know, you get a bag of chips, you snack a little while you're online. I get that. You know what I mean? And and that's not a big deal, especially if you grab the bag and you're like, you know, not digging your hand in there. But she's like touching things and pushing carts. And I'm like... Like, that's nasty, man. That's freaking disgusting. And I know she knows better. You know what I mean? But, and you know, the fact that Maybe she was she blowing doesn't. her nose, and, you know, <laughs> I, you know I, I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, have caught COVID thinking everything was sweet, right? And, you know, like, oh, you know, I can do this. It's not a big deal. You know, you're over exaggerating and blah, blah. I'm like, all right. Like, you know, you, she just basically wiped her boogers all over the hand. Like, what happened prior to that? Like, she put her own boogers on it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, like that's nasty. You know? So for me, I can only talk about what happened to me this morning, which wasn't a big deal. But it was also, it's something that always bugs me out at this point. Um, when people in line at the bodega, like, I'm just trying to get a coffee in the morning, basically. She, I don't know, she grabbed too much stuff and didn't grab a card or anything for it. And just right, like, right behind me in the line. Like, like, like you, there's space back there. Just you feel the breathing a on bit, your neck, right? She's breathing on your neck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, there's no reason for it, too. Like, I understand if the place was way more crowded, but it's not, it wasn't that crowded at that point. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. It was just a matter of, and I, I get used to it in a way. Like, I, I will adapt to the, the, the problem. I will just, you know, move over a little bit further to the right, <laughs> that that kind of thing, just just to show my discomfort. But actually, I moved to the right a little bit, and she moved closer in, and I was like, "God damn, <laughs> you need to go." Oh man! People so I just got I and like once I got the, I got my coffee in real quick and just left as quickly as I could. We got we we gotta you know remind ourselves that not everybody uses common sense like they. Some people were brought up or, or they developed the bad habits that they have. And, and you know, it's it's scary to, you know, you want to think that, like, they'll get the hint or they'll know better. But some people just don't. You know, I have family members. I have friends. I have, you know, people that do things that, that you think to yourself, like, why are you? Or, you know, f you know friends of the family or whoever it is. I don't want to badmouth people. But, uh, you know, like, you see certain things, yeah. tendencies, and you're like, Dude, do you realize, like, you know, I'm not perfect. I know damn well sometimes I talk too much. Sometimes I, I, I say inappropriate things, you know. But at the same time, that's part of my personality. Like, it's one thing if it, if it impacts somebody negatively. I'll be the first one to apologize for certain things. 
I'll be the first one to acknowledge when I'm wrong. Like if, if Teresa and I get into an argument and I, I think about it for a couple minutes and I'm like, you know, I could have handled that differently. I'll go and apologize. One of the things she's told me is like, I asked her like why we work together so well. She's like, because you're one of the first people, I'm not saying she's never been apologized to, but she's, she told me that she knows that I know when I'm wrong, that I'll go there and I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sorry. Or if I did something that was out of line, that I'll, 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 I'll correct myself. But a lot of people aren't like that. Some people are like, screw it, man. I'll do, I'll do me. I don't care. You know, you know, life's, you know, it's about me and how I feel and da, 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 or my space and what I want. And, you know, that entitlement mentality or, or like, you know, that, that selfish, I mean, like also find yourself as lucky to find a good partner because yep. some of it is, um, even with friendships, I would say that there are pe some people will not give up on a feeling that they have against yeah. someone like you may have made mistakes before in your life and they're not even ready to hear your apology and in some ways you have to just be okay with that and that's like one of the hardest things to grow and learn is that you you take other people's perspectives in and then you have to not be uh not be nonchalant but you have to allow them to have that space in a way because they're they're talking from their motivation and you have to understand that it's not all it's not all you either way yeah, yeah, you yeah. unless you really screwed up and you you know you have to apologize for something that's normal i think that's yeah. a human thing we all make mistakes we but i think there's an attitude amongst some people that you can't come back from anything that you do yep, yep, yep. and that also that the comments are about them so it's very easy to get emotional about a situation when, it, you know, you weren't even thinking about that person. Yep. We live in a society where, like, there's just so much flying around that you're like, you don't know what's not about you, but more like uh, what's pertaining to you. Like a lot of stuff people throw out as memes and stuff. Ugh, sometimes I feel like weird about being on Facebook because I'm like, you don't know that you're kind of talking about all guys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or all of this type of people but that's okay that's fair your your meme it makes sense but it also stereotypes a whole area of people like people with mental health or m mental health issues mm -hmm. you just it makes you forget nuance which is it's understandable if you've been done wrong yeah. i think that's something like if you feel like you've been done wrong that's fine but that's it's a difficult topic to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, you know, as long as we're okay and we can move forward, the whole thing is about learning from mistakes and moving forward, right? A lot of people, they're, they're I don't know, it is what it is, man. Like, we live in a world where, you know, like, like for instance, Trump, he, he makes a mistake, he was right no matter what, right? Like, that mentality, right? Like, yeah. like some people are exactly. just, you know, just like that. And, like, those are the people that are really problematic. Like. I think it's it's an honorable thing to, you know, like even with my sister and I, me and my sister have like arguments. I try to help her with certain situations and we get into arguments about it. And I try to tell her, you know, I'm doing this because I care about you. Like I tell you certain things and yet we get into like little things because she feels like she's right versus what I'm right. And I have to respect that. You know what I mean? So sometimes I come out a little harsh, like, you know, I feel like I'm being disrespected for trying to help you. But, um... You know, at the end of the day, I got to also look at it from your perspective. If you feel a certain way, I got to respect that. 
and and then hopefully down the line we'll be able to I'll, like like you said the word nuance like i have to kind of um gauge myself and like how how to how to approach her and doing things and 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 be as respectful to how she feels about things and i'll apologize when i feel like i, I go a little too harsh on it you know i i don't know if i'm being clear about it but i i everything's everybody's no, different I, man I at the end it. of the day everybody's different and um you know like i just want everybody to be happy i think this society is like over years and years of you know like that this is just everybody you know they go through whatever they they go through and it kind of ingrains it it's it on on that person and then it's hard to to feel differently you know and it's tough man like mm -hmm. i i try to like let a lot of my old like things go and i'm lucky like you said you know i, I found Teresa, and she allowed me to kind of like you know fall back like from all the stuff the, the lack of trust with women the the me being out there doing certain things that i shouldn't have been doing and you know it allowed me to change for the better you know like it's a blessing you know uh even our relationship you know me and you is you know meeting you know through her you know what i mean like she she's she, she's seen something good in you that she said you know it'll be beneficial that you know maybe we work together and 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 stuff so it it was a blessing, bro. Like I, I, I can't deny the fact that I, I've, I've, I've been lucky for the last several years. You know, there's, there's been a lot of hard times in the past. There's still hard times now, but you know, at least I'm not surrounding myself with people that are, um, are, are, are good for me and allow me to, to, to develop myself into something better and, and, and actually, um, you know, do more things with my life. You know that 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 allows me to, you know, develop into a better thing, I guess, you know, like I'm now doing more technical work. I'm, I'm, I'm learning new things and, and, and it's exciting. It's kind of exciting in a sense. I think this shows is, is, is an exciting thing in my life. Um, and you know, it is what it is, man. Hopefully we'll be able to bring more to the, the stage, you know, to, to the show or whatever it is. Um, you know, that, that'll help others as well to, to see that it's not all bad out there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think there are good things. I just, you know, it's the external stuff that, that I was about to say fucks us up, but you know, I guess I can curse once in the show. <laughs> <It is. laughs> yeah. You only got one. In. You're, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, the, it's all the external stuff, right? You know, the, the, yeah. like it's all always other things that are impacting our lives that are, are making a, making it harder for us. It's not the, it's not necessarily the inner circle. Sometimes it's the inner circle. That's the hardest part when it's the inner circle um that that's screwing things up but you know luckily i think like we're slowly developing a, an inner circle that that'll hopefully be able to you know e extend out to other people and, and make the circle bigger you know so that's what my goal is bring the community together and make our circle bigger and now we don't have to worry too much about this knucklehead in the office you know making it harder because you know <laughs> trump 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 was a was a element in my life that I'm so happy, you know, it seems like in the next couple of weeks, he'll be an after, well, maybe not a full afterthought, because he's still going to be blabbing in the background, right? But hopefully he won't be on the mm -hmm. forefront, and maybe uh, Twitter will cut his mic off. I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, like some of this stuff maybe. that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's possible, like, because he will not be an elected official anymore. Yeah, he's like, shut up! <laughs> Just shut that, shut that mic off, like, please, God, please, man. But, He'll still have his yeah. 40, what is it, uh, 80, how many people uh, voted for him? I think, it, how many people? 74 million, I believe. Yeah, so he'll have his- look at um, that number right now. 
he'll still have his cult followers, right? He'll he'll have several, you know, several million people still following him, right? Yeah, I just want to know what the official number was. Uh, of course, that gives me Electro College instead of the popular vote number. <laughs> yeah. uh, that dude makes me nauseous. I didn't see. like him since The Apprentice, man. I don't know how he got elected. I don't understand how people couldn't see through his BS the way he was. Did you see the video? Um, 74. Oh 74. Did, did you see um, there was a clip from um, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? of um actually yelling at trump saying you ruined my life <laughs> like they there's a meme out that they no took. i yo it's it's hilarious <laughs> like he was on one of the shows and somebody made it into a meme where where um he she's yell, ashley's yelling at um at trump like you ruined my life and she runs away and 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 uh will was like ashley you don't say that you know like or whatever it was. Ashley, it was don't a, say that. yeah it was hilarious man but you know that was a young trump and a young will smith and you know yeah man that was pretty funny. Like, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't that young him. either. To be honest, he was he was still in his he was in his 40s by then. Well, Trump, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of a crazy idea. That's you, you see how some of his old um what is it his old um videos of um of Trump. He looks a lot like his sons uh, when you start looking back at some of the stuff. Yes. Like, I'm, I look at him like, damn, he was a doofy looking like. <laughs> he looks as dumb mm -hmm. as his, you know. But, you know, the money talks, man. You know, people saw that there's a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever at the time. You know, people look at that and, they, you know, people are obsessed with that crap. And it's funny how people are over money, man. Money makes people yeah. do some crazy stuff, man. But, oh, well, it is what it is. I think that's man. a good statement to, to wrap up this show. I mean, that's a pretty, like, that's pretty much what it is, right? Yeah. Capitalism will make you do crazy things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, thank you for thank joining you. us, and I uh, hope we all grew a little bit and shared a little bit of ourselves and know a little bit more than we started today. Definitely. Love you guys. See you soon. Love you guys. See you soon.